Welcome. I'm Riley Karsh. I'm Tova Copan. We are thrilled to bring you the We Go Boldly podcast. Let's talk big burning questions, life changes, and maybe a bit of personal business. Let's be bold and brave together. Are you ready? I am. Here comes the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Go Boldly, the podcast. I am Riley, one of your uh, thrilled to be here co-hosts, and I'm here with Tova. Tova, and, and we are super excited to welcome you to the show this week. We are talking about very exciting stuff <laughs> this week before we dive in to our topic based around embracing your power, which is our theme for season seven. I want to introduce you guys to my fantastical, fabulous, wonderful, all good things co-host Tova. How are you today, Tova? What's happening? I will say I am, um, for anyone who's been listening this season, I have been sick since it started. So, you know, send me all the like healthy vibes because I have been sick since it started. I, I have, and I'm over it. Like, I'm done with being sick. So, uh, if you just started listening this season, I am not always this nasal sounding. <laughs> um, and this is not me beating myself up. This is me being annoyed that I've been sick. So, that's how I'm doing. Um, how are you, Toba? How are, how are things going? I am good. I am in the middle of a very um, busy, not busy like we talked about last season, but like actual things happening every day, all the time season. Um, I will say if you're watching me on YouTube, and I apologize to Riley for this, I I am slouching. And the reason I'm slouching is because when I sit up, like I'm supposed to sit up, then I get this big reflection on my glasses from the window. But when I slouch, I like hide behind the camera. Oh, that's true. And, and so like... You know, I don't want to slouch. I want to sit up. And and I feel like this is something that is going to take place the entire episode that we're recording. I'm going to be sitting <laughs> up and be like, oh, it'll be the up and down. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm good this week. You know, th- this very busy time is is busy because of fun things. Yep. And so I am excited. I'm energized. I'm partly energized because I slept like 11 hours last night. Which sounds amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was it was like that kind of sleepiness. And I, I laugh because like clearly I can function on way less sleep than I had the night before because I have three children. And so I yeah. know, but when you're not used to having such little sleep and it wasn't even a lack of sleep, it was like a lack of laying down time, like start to finish time in my bed was not right. long. And um, last night I was coming home and uh my adventures the pennsylvania women's conference and i like i felt ill i was so tired yeah like i was like i'm nauseous do i eat or can i fall asleep while like i was just so tired so i still am feeling tired because <laughs> i was so tired um but it felt it felt good and i'm i'm energized i was at the women's conference i got to hear ariana huffington speak i got to hear um tabitha brown who i find to be just delightful not that ariana huffington isn't amazing um and then jane fonda and lily tomlins were together and um so that was very exciting and fun and i met other women i think i maybe met some potential guests for future podcasts which is always exciting and um yeah 
And I have to say, so this this topic that we're diving into, um, letting go and moving forward is um I don't I don't want to say it's a downer topic, but I I I think because I'm coming at it from like this feeling of renewed energy from this conference, I'm like excited. It's almost yeah. like when you feel like you want to um declutter. <laughs> And you're like energized to declutter. Right. When you I'm start like, yes, emptying out that closet. Yes. And you're like, I'm like, this is great. Let's let go of stuff. Let's get rid of it. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. And um, there'll be bumps yeah. along the road, but it's like a great yeah. relieving process. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do not. So just to clarify for everyone, today's topic is about letting go, letting go of the past, which apparently is hard for me to say, and moving forward. Um. And so, yeah, it, it might sound like a downer topic. I maybe I don't know. Uh, to me, I find it very exciting because the the concept is you can let go of things, right? Now we say that with the caveat that there are certain things that are harder to let go of than others, right? Like it's easier to let go of like oh, I really wanted chocolate milk, but I had to have regular milk. Um, than it is to let go. I mean, maybe not for Tova. Uh, I don't like milk, so it's pretty easy for me to let go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, like there are there are nuances to this. Obviously, like we're not putting this out there. Like if you have severe childhood trauma, you should just be able to snap your fingers and let go of that. Like let's caveat this with some very clear some very clear delineations here. There are things yes. that are easier to let go of than others. We're just going to say that from the outset. So I think this is a, one of those topics where we will say at the beginning versus the end, or maybe both places, some of this requires professional help. Absolutely. Um, now, sometimes that professional help is in the form of a coach like us who is helping you walk through the process. And right. some of that is in the form of a trained professional in PTSD or right. trauma therapy, you know, something like that. Um, and so it, you know, that let's just start that as yeah. a caveat. Or sometimes um, it's both, right? Like, well, all, yeah, which, and which we say, both had. We so. both, I find that tag team to be like, it's fantastic. It's like, oh, so I can work with my coach about moving forward. And then I can work with my therapist about the things that are holding me back. Exactly. Right? Like, and so you don't feel like I'm not moving forward because all I'm doing is talking about my past. Right. You can kind of do both. Um, what I found something in what you just said is, and, and what I found interesting in, um, there are boatloads of articles, five ways to let go and move forward, eight ways yeah. to let go and move forward. And a lot of them are the, the same ways. But the first step is to decide that this is something that you want to do. And, and so that is something that you can do even if you are struggling with significant childhood trauma, yeah. you could say, I'm deciding that I'm I'm making this a priority and I know that it's important. And so no matter what that process looks like, whether it's going to a therapist or or meditating and being more mindful as some of these steps or whatever, whatever the process, the whole gamut, um, it is something that you can and have to make a conscious decision to decide to do it's not just going to happen. Um, and as someone who has personally has had an experience that has resulted in like post-traumatic stress, one specific experience, um, it doesn't actually go away. <laughs> like the longer you get from it, actually for me, at least the every year is worse. Um, 
And so, but I can make a decision that I'm going to figure out whatever the steps are I need to do to let go of it. Yeah. And just to be clear, that, that old, like, phrase of time heals all wounds is is wildly inaccurate um it's just <laughs> not you. true right like yeah. it, certain things of course you know time will help you heal from them however time is not going to help you heal from things without you being an active participant in that healing process well and you, i think what time can give you is perspective yes um yes. time and experience can, and experience time can give you uh and, and one of the suggestions and i don't know if i included it in our outline was like Sometimes you do need physical space. Like sometimes you actually need to move away from where you are. If the trauma is so significant or if you find yourself trapped in a cycle, whether it is a a physical movement or psychological stepping away, Mm -hmm. and that is something that time can give you, but true wounds, it doesn't actually fix. Um, It might give you the space and time and perspective you need to deal with those wounds. Right. But it doesn't actually time heal. alone is insufficient, right? <laughs> yeah. like you, you have to actually participate in the process. And, and I so, think I think many of us think it will. Yeah. And when it doesn't, it's a real, real downer. Well, and it, because that's how often have we heard that? You know, yeah. how often has that been said in movies and books and, you know, what, whatever we're looking at? in our in our media consumption and i know i probably sound like i blame everything on media which i do not um but (laughs) i do blame a lot but you know we've heard it so much that it's it's ingrained in our culture that oh well maybe just with some time and space i'll feel better and and, yeah maybe you will a little bit but if you don't deal with the underlying issue right and i want to i want to say better long term when you say media i know the first thing i think of is like television but it's not. It could be a Jane Austen novel. Right. It could be. It's just. It's. It, and I think often when you meet, you say media, not to put words in your mouth, but you mean like society as a whole. Yes. Has yes. this these certain narratives that have been pushed since before Shakespeare. In, yes. And and particularly there's these narratives in Western culture that. If we look at other cultures, they'll be like, well, that's bananas. Why would you think that? And like, we're like, no, no, it's, it's what we read. It's must be true. (laughs) The bard said it. Yes. Um, And so I think like, you know, you're, I mean, yes, there is the actual media consumption of, and sometimes we are talking about commercials and actual media, Mad Men style, but a lot of times it's like just the stuff that comes out us and the stuff that gets repeated. And if anyone who's listening is in sales or any sort of thing where you have to promote something, you know, like it takes a certain number of times and then people start believing it. Right. (laughs) And so that's sort of how it is. It's like, oh, well, I've heard it 900 times. It must be true. Right. Or you or it becomes subconsciously embedded in you. Right. Like it's not even it doesn't necessarily consciously happen. You just start hearing it so much that you repeat it. And you're like, oh, I, I, I didn't really think about it. It just, I've heard it so many times that I assumed it was the truth. Um, but we're getting a little bit, we're getting a little bit well, off topic. But I think, but I appreciate you raising that because yes, I do use the word media interchangeably with any form of consumable information, right? And consumable information could be from the 1500s. Like it doesn't have to be on yeah. TikTok. It's consumable information is consumable information. It doesn't matter where you get it. Well, and as we get to know this new generation, this Generation Z of it all, like, I think there's a lot of stuff from the 1500s that they would be like, well, that doesn't make sense. Because how many <laughs> times do you say something to your kids and you're like, oh, and you, in your head, you haven't really thought about it. It's just an adage. And your kids are like, 
no. Right. Like, that's not right. <laughs> You're wrong. Why would you think that? Yeah. Um, you know, I think to, to speak though, about what it is when you, when you hear something over and over, the same can be said for stories that we tell ourselves. Right. And, and now we are sort of like circling so back to the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, you know, when you talk about sort of ruminating and reliving the past, um, you can get trapped in your past. You can lose yourself in the past and you can lose yourself in the stories that are even about yourself right yeah. and um whether they're your own stories or someone else's stories right right Ugh. right and because it's it's hard to remember which is which to be perfectly honest mm -hmm. and it's it's hard and something i've you know learned as i've gotten older is that even as people tell you the stories of, and it is their truth and it is their reality it doesn't mean it's actually reality or the truth right and, and that's not to say that anyone's lying it's just their reality and their truth doesn't line up with actual reality and truth and so um you know as people get stuck in ruminating it's interesting because the neuroscience of it all it's interesting i don't have definitions for this outline there just weren't i mean how do you define letting go like that's the whole point yeah, of the, the episode so but, that's what we're doing yes but i do have science um so the neuroscience of it all says that the brain handles negative and positive information differently and because negative information requires and experiences require more thinking they are thus processed more thoroughly and so your brain becomes better at remembering adverse events Right. So when you're ruminating in the past, if you're wondering why, well, why don't I remember about all the wonderful things and the only things that are super clear and strong are not the kind gesture somebody makes, but that one offhand comment that they made. And it is it's science because science. Um, now, this is something that you can stop. Right. Or you can work on. But one thing I thought was interesting was reading. um you know, all of these different articles. And one said, stop trying to be the hero of your own story, right? Like we, we get that, but also don't be the victim. <laughs> like, and, and, and we've talked about this. It sounds like, well, what, what am I supposed to be? Right. Well, you're, you're just supposed to be, Yeah, you're just supposed to accept what happened. You know, like, I think when they say, don't try to be the hero, what they're saying is you don't need to just point blame at people saying this this happened to me because now once again with the caveat being there are some things that happened in your past and you can blame some people <laughs> like <laughs> like you know when you're talking about trauma there might be a very clear person to point a finger at but in general as you sort of narrate your life stories and tell you the stories over and over you neither want to be the hero of the story where everybody else is bad or the victim of the story where everybody else is bad. Right. Um, you just want to be in in the story, but recognize that you can take ownership of the story. And you can either decide to stop telling yourself that story or you can decide to not tell, like tell yourself a different story. Um, and as media always gives me a, uh, a helpful to any example i literally just finished this morning watching last night's Grey's anatomy so it's friday everybody yay <laughs> um 
And at the very end, the brand new intern resident people were saying, you know, we're the rejects and we're the kids who didn't fit anywhere. And, you know, all of them were like, I reject that. That's not who I am. That's not who I am. And the one kid goes, oh, no, that that's who I am. But I'm, I'm going to prove to myself that I can be someone else, too. And, right. you know, and I thought, well, like, oh. Okay. Like, and that is, he is accepting. I got in this program because of, you know, no, no one else wanted me and they just were desperate for residents, but that doesn't need to be the story for the rest of my life. And I can prove that I'm whatever I want to be. Right. And I, I think the important, one of the important things to note, right, is that we, well, there's so many important things to note. Your, bra- <laughs> your brain's going to lie to you, as we've said multiple Oof. times on the show and so when you're telling yourself these stories about your past and what's happened in your life you have to we all ought to recognize that our brains often misconstrue the truth that doesn't mean that things you know bad things didn't happen it doesn't mean that good things didn't happen or neutral things it just means that we have to be objective observers of our own stories and so as we're telling ourselves these stories about you know what what was our past like what were the realities and more importantly who we are right yes. so the the things that happened and the the um the events of our lives are the events of our lives and so the history is what it is however the way in which we take that history and allow it to form our lives, to form our identities, to form our personalities, to give us personality traits, characteristics, behaviors. That's the part that we actually do have control over, right? That's the part that we can now in today, in the, in this moment, rather than in the past or the future, this moment we can actually impact and affect. And so that's why of course, that's the entire why of why we're talking about this right now is that's the that's the embracing your power aspect of why we want to let go of the past and move forward. Because in that like intermediary between letting go of the past and moving forward, you embrace your power, you get to hold on to who are you and how are you going to react to those things that happen in your past, even if you've already reacted to them. You know, if you reacted to them in the moment when they were happening, that's okay. That's fine. How are you reacting to them today? Are those things dictating your life today? Are those things that happen to you still playing on loop in your mind over and over again? Are they still the stories you're telling yourself or other people about you? I mean, for myself, I remember being, oh God, middle school, which is, you know, the worst. Um, The worst. Yeah, awful. And I was super shy. And I think I've said on the show before, I'm a, I'm definitely an introvert. I'm an introverted extrovert, right? Like I, I like talking to people, but I, I'm super awkward about it. And, um, <laughs> and it's fine. Now I accept this about myself. Back then I did not accept this about myself. And it was middle school. So I was extra awkward. And, um, you know, because it's middle school. Who's not it's like awkward? a two year old with hormones. That's right. Like, who's not, uh, if you weren't awkward in middle school, like, you know, send us a note and pictures and like, the whole <laughs> proof. story. We want evidence. We want, we want proof. Um, but regardless of all that, I, you know, I, I just was really shy. And um, 
people used to say I was a snob and they were like, oh, she's so snobby. She's so standoffish. Why is she so snobby? And I, I, to my knowledge, I was not a snob. I was just super shy and did not know how to talk to people. And so eventually I was like, oh God, am I a snob? And I, I started telling me this, telling myself the story that I was a snob. I took on the story that other people were saying and then like, and then I kind of became a little bit of a snob. And so it's interesting how you can take these stories on that other people make up about you, right? Because they don't, you know, it's, first of all, it's middle school and it's awful. But second of all, it's, you know, people tell you who you are and you're like, oh, okay. And you take it on and, and then it starts to manifest itself and then off you are to the races and suddenly you're a snob. Yeah. Um, when in reality, all it was is I didn't, I didn't know how to talk to other kids. I just didn't know. And it was shyness and insecurity. And so if it, that's just an example from, you know, being, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. Um, but it, it relates to other people too, right? Like as an adult, this still can happen to us if you're not being, you know, intentional and aware of what's going on in your life. If you're not paying yeah. attention to your, you know, again, back to a couple of weeks ago, if you're not paying attention to your boundaries and you're not paying attention to who you are on the inside, these things can still happen with us. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent point. I want to talk a little bit more about that. But uh, even though I wasn't paying attention at the time, I'm pretty sure we need to take a break. Yes. Um, and so uh, let's just take a quick break. And then I want to just talk about before we move on to like, okay, well, what do we do about this? Um, I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, how it all shapes shapes who you are. So we'll take a quick break and we will be right back. Know what I really love to do? Uh, take baths, go for walks, read, drink margaritas, hike. Yeah, not what I was referring to. You know we're recording a commercial right now. I do, but I'm thinking outside the box, being adaptable. As I was saying, what I love to do is host our live monthly workshops. Oh, right. That's what we were talking about. Me too. They are a lot of fun to put together and host every month. And we can bring margaritas, so... Join us for live conversation as we get a bit deeper into topics near and dear to our hearts. We go through everything from self-care to setting boundaries. We share coaching tips, practical advice, and take questions from the audience. It's a whole lot of fun. Sign up for our newsletter today at GoBoldlyInitiative.com slash contact to make sure you hear about all the upcoming Go Boldly workshops. You definitely don't want to miss out. Now, back to that show. Welcome back. Um, so yeah, I you know, I think there's an important distinction and it's something that I read in this research, which said that um, a lot of times we we don't, well, we might have created these problems, right? Like to a certain extent, you sort of created this, like you didn't create the I'm a snob uh, narrative, but you fostered it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, no, I took it on eventually, right? Yeah. Like I, I incorporated it into my life. And so we create and maintain these problems because they give us a sense of identity and they help tell us who we are, whether it's I'm a victim, whether it's I'm, I'm the you know, I, I struggle this with my three kids because, oh my gosh, they could be a birth order like video. <laughs> but I, you know, my um, my eight-year-old has really struggled because he, I don't think he's forgetful. I think he's eight. Right. Um, 
And, but he'll, he'll take on the, oh, I just, I'm, I'm messy and I forget things. And I was like, you're, you're not like, first of all, people forget stuff all the time. It's why mommy has a planner and a note section on her phone and a calendar. Like, like, like people, people, this is just the way people are. You're not forgetful because you don't remember everything. And he actually has the best memory for things like words and language and music that I, anyone I know. Um, But I, I feel like it's a narrative that he could like, he's he sometimes buys into and i just want to be like no 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 we're nipping that in the bud because it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy yes and obviously that's a very not traumatic sort of example but i think often we maintain these problems because they're who we think we are and there is a distinction or there needs to be a distinction uh if you're listening to this and you're like i don't know what to do your past does shape you like no one's pretending that it doesn't have this huge influence on who you are but it is not your identity and those things need to be separated and if this is something that you struggle with then this might be step one in in recognizing this before you can really let go of the past because if you are holding on to things that you have used to define yourself of course you can't let go of the past of course it's hard because you're going to feel untethered and you know not anchored i would think um and so hopefully you've experienced where you can kind of go somewhere and reinvent yourself i think you know i hope everyone has had that experience whether it's a a new job or going to college or just doing something different but if you haven't um then we need to find you or you need to find a way to to make those steps in your own life so that you can, not that you need to reinvent yourself, but that you can figure out who you are without this dependence on these stories from your past. And and like you said, when you first started talking about this, so you can em- embrace your power and embrace who you are um, because your past is really going to weigh you down. Yeah, and, and this can apply whether you're thinking about something that's happened in your past that's good, bad, or neutral. I know I said this at the beginning, but I just want to really highlight this because even if you're defining yourself by good things that have happened in your past, that doesn't necessarily mean those are the things by which you ought to be defining who you are, right? Like who you are at your core isn't necessarily something that can be defined by the events of your life. Yes. Um, and what I mean by that really is that we need to look a little deeper. Um, and that requires, you know, some introspection and self-reflection. And that requires us to look at who we are and who we want to be and the kinds of, of lives we want to live. And so in order to do that, we have to look past the events of our life into sort of the deeper meaning of those things. That can be a real challenge if all we're doing is looking at the surface level sort of surroundings of what what we've done, you know, whether it's our job or our, um, you know, travels or our hobbies or things like that, you know, sometimes it requires us to stop and quietly reflect or loudly reflect, however, (laughs) however you do it, um, and really hone in on, you know, what are your core values? What is the most important thing to you? And I think a lot of people have started having some, well, I should say a lot of people that I've spoken to have had this sort of happen in their lives, particularly in response to being 
going through this pandemic because, you know, we've been forced to slow down and we've been forced to isolate a lot and that, you know, there there wasn't as much to do. So yeah, (laughs) I think a lot of people were forced into some of that self-reflection and not to silver lining, because as we know, we don't like those here, but to, but to silver lining, um, you know, I, I do think some of that, that happened and people were able to kind of pay a little more attention to who they are and what their purpose is here um, on the planet at this moment. And I'm not going to go all wooey on you yet. Uh, I'll get there. But, it, you know, but beyond that, when we're talking about letting go of your past, you know, maybe you do have past trauma. And um, just to reiterate, we highly recommend therapy for those uh, issues that you need to look at more deeply. However, I will say if you if you are dealing with that kind of um, scenario for your life, it is really important to work towards letting go of the reactions to that kind of experience, whatever traumatic experience it is. The when you live your and I and I'm speaking from personal experience. When you live your life dictated by your reactions to an experience that's no longer happening, um, it's exhausting and you're not living in the present. And it becomes impossible to move forward because, as I just said, you're not living in the present. So how do you move forward when you're constantly living in the past? And I'm not suggesting that it's easy to go through that process of letting go or that letting go equates to forgetting or forgiving, or making it acceptable, or any of those things, because it certainly doesn't. Um, But it does equate to relieving some of the burden that you're carrying around and allowing you to live the fullest life that you could live. Well, and I think what you just said is really important because there is a difference between remembering the past and by not forgetting it, but also not carrying it with you so that it is your whole identity. Right. And like you said earlier, even good things, good memories can feel like a prison or a trap or get you stuck. And so I'm I'm going to use the example of someone who, um, you know, someone might describe as like having peaked in high school, right? right. Like, great things happen in high school. They had a great time in high school and it was all good. And they won awards and they won athletic events. And since then, on paper, it might look like it's been downhill. And the problem is that's only, it only looks that way if you are judging yourself by those past successes, right? Like someone who does wonderful things in high school stays in the town that they lived and build a wonderful life and a wonderful family is living hopefully a, a successful life in their mind. But if they're constantly comparing themselves to this thing in the past, so they're not just right. remembering it. They're not just celebrating it. It wasn't just like, yeah, that was great. Then I've moved on. <laughs> Because I'm living this great life now. Right. But if they if they are constantly comparing their lives to the, you know, excitement and and I don't want to say gallantry, but I don't I don't know if I'm picturing picturing like homecoming court or something. But right. like <laughs> right. That, right, right. you know, all of that from high school, it could feel like it's diminishing your current life. 
because there isn't actually homecoming court for adults. So no one can win that. Sometimes it feels like there is. It does. And, <laughs> and that might be a different topic. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I think that like it, it goes both ways. And the point is like no one, no one is saying you're going to forget your past because clearly that is not successful. Although we should think about the fact that because the the way our brain works and the science of it all, it's easier to remember the bad stuff. So we do have to let ourselves forget some of it, right? Like yes. that because we've forgotten a boatload of the good stuff. Because <laughs> our brain's like, oh, cool, that was fun, processed, right. done, <laughs> and we don't go. remember it. So we have to be okay of letting go of it, of the the not so great stuff. But it's about like being intentional and deciding what our past means deciding what it means for our future, if anything. And sometimes when I say past, I mean specific moments, specific incidents. And sometimes I mean like as a, as a big whole. Right. Um, but it's about making these conscious decisions about what we're going to carry on into the future and, and what we're going to take with us. So if you have beautiful memories, then obviously carry those with you as long as they are lovely memories, beautiful memories that aren't serving as a, you spend every day of your life comparing that day to that perfect day in the past. That's not good. That's not healthy. Right. Yeah. It, it can't be like the measuring stick by which the rest of your life is lived. Right. Like it, it, the, the point of what we're talking about is we never want to be stuck in the past or clamoring for the future. Like we're trying and and we're still and when I say we I'm including Tova and myself oh yes in, no, this, for sure. in, the, in this conversation we are trying, always part of the we yeah we're trying to live in the present because that is where we are right like that's where we are right now and if we're really living this limitless life if we're really having bold adventures if we're really following our paths towards you know, whatever it is that we're seeking, that's where we need to be. We need to be present. And yeah. it's uncomfortable. It's rocky. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's terrible. Sometimes it's neutral. But that is literally where your feet are right now and where your body is right now. And that's where we have to be focused. It's incredibly hard to do sometimes because so much has happened in the past and so much might happen in the future. And so yes. letting go of these things that we've been through and these moments that we've experienced without um, clutching to them is, yeah. is really what we're talking about. Now, how do we do that? So we're going to take another break uh, yes. because I think we're due. And then when we come back, we are going to start talking about all the many ways one can start letting go. Uh, so we'll be back back in a minute, everyone. In case you didn't already know, we love talking. True story. More than simply talking, we love researching, prepping, and bringing this podcast to life. We launched We Go Boldly with the goal of reaching people dealing with the kinds of questions and concerns that we also face. Things like how to hear my inner voice, how to make sure my habits are worth it and stick, how do I feel my feelings and still manage to function. After years of personal work and lots of trial and error, 
we realized we have a lot to share on these topics. Now we've been broadcasting for over a year and we are proud of our podcast. And uh, to no one's surprise, we still have a lot to say and talk about. We sure do. We need your help to keep going. Every episode takes time and money to create, and we would love your support. So if you like what we are doing, please support us by joining our Patreon community and becoming a monthly subscriber. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. We are so grateful to all of our supporters. Now, back to the show. All right, and we are back. And before the break, we were talking about how in the world do we go about letting it go? It's a big question. Um, and, I, you know, Tova, I know you did the research on this. And, of course, I'm sure you came up on, like, 78 ways to let it go. Um, our favorite, as yes, we've told yes. you guys a billion times, are these, like, 100-step lists that people like to put out because those are reasonable. Um, as if anyone could, you know, has time for 100 steps to make your coffee in the morning. Um <laughs> Sorry, that's my that's my cynical soapbox for today. I think that might be my my new my new bit for the show. Everyone, cynical soapbox. I like um, it. I like it. <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, there are some you know kind of tried and true, but still hard ways that you can go about letting go of the past without, as we said before, without forgetting without, you know, pretending like things never happened, that that's not the goal here. We never want you to feel like you can't feel your feelings or experience your experiences or all those things. It's about, you know, letting them go so that they are not, you know, the albatross around your neck. Well, so funny you should say feeling your feelings because <laughs> we want to jump into how to actually let go. Yep. Uh, Feeling your feelings is a really, really big one. And I will also say uh, one of the ways to not have to deal with this in the past, right? Because I think I said something funny or not funny, but cheesy about how like today is tomorrow's yesterday kind of thing. Like right. so that you don't have to keep dealing with the past because we keep making the past is to actually feel your feelings, right? Like when it happens. But what but beyond just literally every list said something about feeling your feelings. So let's just yeah. say like, and sometimes it would say it in other ways, like you need to express your pain. I thought that was an interesting way of describing it. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you need to recognize that um, you have feelings about things. And furthermore, a lot of times there are, there's a duality of your feelings. You can feel angry and sad about something and yet recognize that but for that experience the next thing wouldn't have happened right yes. like um i think it's something particularly confusing but easy to explain for people with kids you're like oh you know i shouldn't have gone to that college but you met your spouse at that college and now you have these beautiful kids and family and you're like well I still think there would have probably been a better fit college for me but maybe that's where i needed to be and obviously that's not the, that, that, but that is just an example of having two very strong feelings about something. <laughs> and so you need to be able to feel your feelings and um, 
that might need to be in the safety of a therapy session. Um, it might be writing it down, figuring out a way to, um, to voice your frustration. And it may not be to the person that you have frustration for. Um, in fact, probably more often than not, it has to do with not being that person and um, just doing it for yourself. This is all for, for you, for yourself. Right. I just want to add to that because I, I think something that happens a lot in the instance that you described, Tova, is you know, you might have conflicting feelings about something and then you wind up in this kind of shame spiral. Um, And that is, I think, one of the trickier instances where it's harder to let go because once you start feeling shame and judging yourself, and I know I'm jumping ahead to another one, um, but it's a long <laughs> list. You feel free to list. jump ahead. Um, once you start feeling that sense of shame and judgment, it becomes much harder to let go of the choices you've made in the past or the, the things that have happened in your life in the past. And so if you have that experience, again, we're going to recommend therapy. Um, but also, you know, working through not judging yourself, working through forgiving yourself for the choices you made, because when we make choices, we make them with the best information we have at the time. And that is not the same as making them today. And it's it's not the same as making them tomorrow. And so we can't look to the past and go, but I should have done this with the information we have now. That's just not fair to ourselves. And that's not it's not a reasonable, logical way to treat ourselves. So when you look at your life in the past and you're looking at decisions you've made and you have these kinds of conflicting emotions like, you know, sadness, regret, anger, frustration, disappointment, um, and then maybe happiness because the result of a, of a decision you made that maybe you don't feel good about, but it came out with something that, you know, is a good thing for you, that that wound up being positive for you, but you still feel guilty about in some way. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm not gonna, I can't put together a hypothetical scenario right now. Um, (laughs) that's, that's podcast appropriate, but you know, if, if that's you and that's an experience you've had, then, you know, that shame spiral that you might have is something to be addressed and looked at and, and worked through because it will just hold you down. And, and to add further what you're saying, it's not even just about having different information. You are a different person. Yes. And so you could have the exact same information now that mm-hmm. you did then. And because of life experience, because of decisions that you've made, because of who you are now, and thank goodness you're a different person than you were 20 or 30 years ago, because right. that would be boring, um, you would make a different decision. So forget, you know, I, that that saying hindsight 20 is 2020 of course that makes sense because we know the different yeah. things now but the hindsight could be exactly the same like you could know the exact same information and you still would have made a different decision because you're a different person um i listened to as i probably said like this you know one tree hill uh rewatch re-listen rewatch podcast and sophia bush is constantly hammering on the fact that our prefrontal cortex doesn't fully develop until we're 25 or 26 years old. Yeah. 
think about all the really, really big decisions that you made about your life before your brain was even fully developed. And don't even get me started on all the cultures where people died where they were like 33 years old and like they had families and lives and right. Goodness knows. But so, so forgetting, even if you're essentially the same person you were 30 years ago, your brain wasn't fully developed. Like your brain's, you know, not there. And so don't blame yourself or shame yourself for those decisions. They are what they are. Um, I read a quote by, is it Eckhart Tolle? Is that how you say yeah, his name? Eckhart Excellent. Tolle. Excellent. And it said, but well, and I, I, let me preface it by saying one of the things that is always recommended on all the lists is to forgive yourself and others. Yes. And um, forgiving others is, is about helping yourself. It has very little to do with them. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, there could be instances where someone has asked for your forgiveness and then it might be about them uh, and you, but at the very least, it's always just about you. Um, but he described it. He says this, there is a fine balance between honoring the past and losing yourself in it. You can acknowledge and learn from mistakes you made and then move on. It's called forgiving yourself. And I'm not sure what I thought forgiving yourself was, but I guess in my head it had a longer, more convoluted like definition. And it was like required something else. Like there was this extra magical step that would there be were like, like blood and, sacrifices involved. Yes. Yes. And some sort of like sword. And now you are forgiven like on your shoulders or something. Right. And and yet, oh, wait, so forgiving myself is acknowledging and learning from mistakes I made and then moving on. I was like, <laughs> huh, I might have been doing this wrong. I may have been trying for something else. Send, send back the sacrificial bunnies. It'll be all right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So listen, so so forgiving yourself is a, a huge part of it. It's And I do think we're going to have more conversations about that this season. Yes. If I remember correctly. Yes. But um, you cannot truly embrace your power if you aren't at the very least in the process of trying to do that. Yeah. And I want to say in the process, because this is one of those awful things that is a continual cycle. Blah. I hate that they exist. That we can't just like <laughs> forgave myself. Check. Check. Um, and so I don't want you to think like, I can't truly embrace my power until all of these things are completed. No, that's it not is, how it works. This is not Candyland. Like <laughs> you also can't, or shoots and ladders. That's what shoots I'm thinking of. We're like, you can't just like shoot down and cut out sections either, but you also don't have to wait to embrace your power to do these things. But I think you do need to know that these things have to be done. <laughs> like it's. As you said, it's a process, right? You're constantly forgiving yourself for for poor choice making, for moments of, you know, I, I don't know, moments of weakness. I I don't like that word because it's a terrible word. Um, for for moments in your past that you wish you had made a, a different choice, right? You you have to let those things go, and you have to forgive yourself because we're human and we deserve it, and. It, it, you know, there's no reason to beat yourself up for the rest of your life. And if you don't forgive yourself, how will anyone else forgive you? And that's, you know, that's, that's kind of the crux on which it's, it's kind of growing. And beyond that, like, how will anyone like, forget them if they can't forgive you, that's their own problem. But how will they know that you're deserving of forgiveness? You know, like, yeah, well, or, or how will you I mean, 
how will you know. know you're deserving? We're really, obviously, we're working through this real time. Yeah. Um, how will you know you're deserving? At of the end of the day, you are deserving of forgiveness, and yeah. therefore, you ought to forgive yourself, which we're not typically into these shoulds and ought tos, but today we are. So well, it, it's funny because so as I'm reading through the list of to do's, my like to do's in order to let go, I come across a sentence that says letting go of the past isn't something you sit down and check off your to do list. Right, right. I was like, Real, really? Yeah. Um, but I, you know, <laughs> you know, I have made a personal goal of like reframing the word fail and failing yes. in my life. I, I may be taking back this word weakness. Um, it's not. I'm not a fan of it. I, I know. Like it. And so yesterday, Jane Fonda was talking, and it, the whole conversation was like renewing and restoring and reconnecting. Sure. Um, that was the whole basis of because it was the first in person conference in a while. Yep. And she really leaned into how vulnerability and weakness, and not as a bad thing, but a willingness to recognize that you may need help mm -hmm. and then ask for help is something uniquely woman that, mm. that as a, as a, if we want to stereotype genders, that one gender is much better at doing it than the other. And I thought it was very interesting because she really leaned into this. And I was like, I don't know a lot of women that can actually ask, ask for help. I feel like we've had a lot of conversations about how women don't ask for it, but maybe it's her, you know, uh, life experience that allows her to do this or, but she really was like, it, it really, in a lot of things she said, it felt like the advantage women have over men in just life in general is that, we will ask for help. And so I don't know if it is that we do ask for help because I think a lot of people don't ask for help, but I think that women can, we can ask for help. And by can, you mean are allowed to. Are allowed to. And we may judge ourselves, but rarely are we judged by the other person in our own gender. Like, yeah. I think to a degree. I mean, that maybe this isn't the, the format to be <laughs> having this discussion. But um, yeah, I, I, I think that's an interesting, it's an interesting take. I think um, when, when we're talking about masculine feminine conditioning, certainly feminine conditioning in the United States is leans into the idea that women are collaborative workers right yes and i think that that's the take she was leaning I, into that was a hundred percent and she talked about that a lot and but i think that um we we often hear examples of like you know treat yourself as if you would treat your friend mm. like with that kindness yeah and so i think as you're going through this process that is a important, uh, important thing to take with you. And, and it's important as you're going through really any process of your life to practice the self-care and self-love that you need to do in order to honor yourself so that you can, can go through this process because it's not easy and it's hard and letting go of things is hard and moving past them is hard. Yep. And it, if, if one of the biggest steps is feeling the feelings that are associated with that event or that thing makes it even harder. Because yeah. those feelings are big and not pleasant. Right. And I and I really like this concept on your list of being patient because it's 
it's not something that is going to happen quickly. And even when you think that you are done with something, that you've let something go, and you know, you're six months past it, and you're like, cool, I dealt with that. Like, I remember it. It's fine. It's part of my history. Um, something will happen and you'll, yeah. you'll realize, oh, I'm not entirely done with that. I'm going to feel some more feelings about it. So that's why we're saying it's a process. So there is no fast answer to any of this. I like this idea that you have to be patient. I mean, I don't like it personally because I would love to check off things on my list, yeah. but it is a process and we must be patient with ourselves and with our own healing and our own, you know, letting go of whatever our body is holding on to, whatever our mind is holding on to, and whatever our spirit is holding on to. Because here's my woo for the day. This stuff can be generational. This stuff can be held on from, you know, whatever our parents went through, whatever their parents went through. These things can be passed down to us without us really recognizing it. And so, you know, that is the kind of stuff that we kind of get mired down in and have to work through over time and have to just let go of and and find a way to release whether it's through um journaling or meditation or exercise or uh therapy or uh, you know i don't whatever your practices are i won't get too wooey on all of you but whatever your you know whatever practice you engage in letting go of these difficult feelings or positive feeling whatever the feelings are whatever the reactions are right the, right the, whatever is preventing you from moving forward yes thank you and letting go of that is is the key and in and so once you you know are able to do that just recognize that these things come back and isn't that fun um and then you can do it but it, when it comes back it doesn't come back in the same way right like it comes back you know somehow less, I don't want to say aggressive, less assertively, right? Like, I feel, I don't know about you, Toba. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think when it comes back, it is coming back. It comes back differently. And maybe it comes back as the person who you are. It's, it reminds me of the experience. Uh, there's certain books I reread. And every time I read them, um, I get something different out of them. Yeah, that's a really good example. Right, right. And but sometimes you read it like a second time, and you're like, holy crap, that just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like sometimes it does come back and you're like, whoa. Yeah. But then like, you're like, how did I not see that before? Because you, you weren't ready to. Right. right. And then you read it another time two years later and and that it, do, it doesn't hurt so much. It's not so hard to read that book and you pick up something different or maybe you think something positive where all you saw was negative in the book. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, there's sort of these two and, and we, we need to wrap up, um, yeah. but there's these two sort of, parallel things that sort of happen that with letting go so there's there's the work of letting go of feeling those feelings and and looking at, and making decisions as to what is not going to and what I'm not carrying with me and I picture it as like a suitcase like what is not going in the suitcase with me or like I have some boxes in the basement that are like you know when I have a house with like a sports room I'll take them all out but there I just carry them from like place to place um and I have for 30 years and, and I'm happy hearing him with me. It's fine. It's two plastic bins. But it, it's kind of like, what, what am I taking in those bins? Like, what is coming with me from the past? And then there's this other part of it. And this is the part that you need to do no matter what. 
Like figure out ways to be mindful in your life. Yeah. Figure out ways to have positive affirmations, mantras in your life. Now, maybe specifically to counter these painful thoughts, but maybe you just need to practice having positive mantras in your life, right? Like you can be like me and have the, I cut, I, I cut out what we posted on our website and I stuck them all over my house and like, um, but, but mindful practices, whether it's meditation or journaling, um, surround yourself by people who fill you up and lift you up. And we have talked about these. We've talked about, you know, cultivating these relationships, yeah. but those things that will help you live a more fulfilling life all the time are also the same things that will help you handle dealing with your past so that you can let it go and move forward. So there's sort of like, I, in my head, it's kind of like two, two different sort of uh, areas that you need to work on as you're trying to do it. But one is really beautiful and wonderful and positive. And one might be ugly crying. And they all have space. They yeah. all have a place to be. They do. And the beautiful thing, and we'll get to homework right after this is, but the, the beautiful thing about this process is how liberating it is, right? Like, mm, yes, mm -hmm. it can be super painful, very uncomfortable, all those hard, harsh words. But it is also extraordinarily liberating to know that you are not controlled by events that are no longer happening. Well, it's, I mean, I'm just gonna, we're gonna circle back to this decluttering thing, right? When you clean out your closet and there's always that sweater that you want to like. Yes. And you, right? And you, <laughs> yes. you really want to like it and you want to wear it and it tortures you. I've got good analogies and today. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, yeah. So, and, um, and you go to pick up that sweater and you try to put it on and every time you're like, I don't right. want to wear it. And then you feel bad because you really want to like the sweater and you feel a little guilty towards yep. an inanimate object. Right. Let's just be clear. Because And then you put it back in your closet. And so what we're saying here is like. Donate the sweater. Donate the sweater, man. Yeah. Yeah. Donate the sweater. And. And there's always, so when you get to certain stages, and I promise then we'll get to the homework. I promise, I promise. Um, but this might be fun homework as the, I, I have no idea. I don't even know what today's date is. So I definitely don't know when the next full moon is coming. <laughs> definitely not. Soon, but, I think. But I think it's soon. So maybe, but then it might be before this episode oh, goes yeah, live. That's true. That's true. I have no idea, folks. But every month a full moon comes. That's right. And when you get a moment in the past, a feeling, a memory that you are ready to let go of, a fantastic way to do it, and you don't have to wait for a full moon, it's just extra fun when there's a full moon, feels a little extra witchy, is you write it on a piece of paper and you, in a safe, controlled environment uh, <laughs> with the supervision of adults, right. burn that piece of paper. And it can just be like, Whoa. Now, the caveat is you only get the whoa feeling if you've done all the work leading up to it. Right. <laughs> like if you felt the feelings for whatever you wrote down, if you've done the work, if you've forgiven yourself, you don't get the whoa feeling because you just burn a piece of paper. The whoa feeling is like the, the burning is like the, the cherry on top. It's throwing that sweater into the donation bag. That's right. Yeah. So, so with that, <laughs> you ready for the homework? Oh, so you guys should probably figure out what the homework is at this point, right? Um, <laughs> we've done this enough times. Yes. But um, identify something that you're having trouble letting go of 
It could be little. In fact, let it be little, right? Yeah. Start small. Start small. Start, um, Ariana Huffington, what did she say? Like, too small to fail. I liked that. I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah. So like, maybe there's a comment that you made uh, that you always felt guilt over or a comment that someone else made that you've always felt like, just, just pick something really small. Maybe not a comment from like a parent, because that is not small, even mm. if you think it's small, but like a random person that you've just carried it with you or a positive thing that you're just like, but when I look back, it's not positive anymore. Whatever it is, pick something small that you're having trouble um, that you, but that comes up enough that you can tell it's holding you back from moving forward. And think about a few options that we discussed or check out our resources page and look at, so, you know, because we have a lengthy options of articles there that, that give you five, seven, eight, 29 ways to let go. Um, but pick, pick a few options on the list. Maybe it's time, maybe you're like, you know what? I have no small problems. I just need to start a mindfulness practice. So I'm ready for the big ones. Um, or maybe it is, you know what? I have carried that with me. I haven't dealt with it write a letter to the person, write a letter to the person. Don't send the letter because that person has probably forgotten the thing they said or the thing you said to them. Please don't send the letter. Um, especially like if it's not somebody you haven't seen for 20 years, um, they, nobody else needs that from you, but write a letter, right? Get your feelings out, journal it. Um, but I say the letter, cause I think sometimes it's so much easier to write a letter to somebody. Um, but you can just put it in your journal. Um, or write a letter and then take some deep breaths, feel your feelings, have a good ugly cry. If you need help, I always rely on steel magnolias if I really need an ugly cry and it's not coming. <laughs> like <laughs> you steal magnolias and there it comes. Um, and then, you know, maybe you burn the letter. Maybe mm -hmm. you fold it up. Maybe you keep it. Maybe you throw it out. Just go through the process. Pick a, pick a, pick a moment and then start figuring out what you need to do. And Honestly, if the first thing you do is just decide that it's time for you to let go of the past, then, you know, pat yourself on the back because that's awesome. Yeah. Sounds and good. I think All that's right. it. And then let us know how it goes. Yeah. Reach out to us on social media <laughs> or uh, feel free to send us an email if you would like. Uh, we are always happy to hear from you guys. And otherwise, we will be back next week with another interview, I believe. And yeah. we will be talking more about embracing your power until then um let's you know do some work on letting go and we will talk to you again next week have a great week everyone thanks so much for listening to we go boldly podcast we know you're busy and we love spending time with you if you enjoyed this week's episode let us know head to apple Podcasts right now to rate and review our show while you're there, be sure to click that subscribe button. Want more us time? Follow us on all the socials at Go Boldly Together. Want even more us time? As in all the coaching pizzazz. Find us at GoBoldlyInitiative.com for all the info. We will be back with more excitement, research, and deep thoughts next week. Until then, keep on being the bold, brave, amazing people we know you already are. <laughs>